What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith from ESPN. This is former world champion boxer Showtime Sean Porter. Hey, this is Bobby Gibson. I'm Josh Creed. Hi, this is Joe Tate, voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And you're listening to Sports Power Talk. You listen to Sports Power Talk. And keep listening, or it'll be wham with the right hand. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the University of Akron, WZIP Sports presents... The best sports talk show this side of Lake Erie. No question, with all due respect. This is Sports Power Talk. With the latest in sports news. Your Akron Zips are the 2022 MAC champions. The Zips have defeated the Kent State Electric Chicken. In-depth analysis. Astrology for women is equal to what Joe Rogan is for men. <laughs> have you ever tried DMT? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the hottest takes. He's just bad. Let me tear your labrum and you can go on the You know what? (laughs) It's only a game. Why do you have to be mad? Just the same old Browns! You know, bro. Hard run pitch. I think that was textbook top cheese. Cleveland! This is for you! From the best that Ohio sports has to offer. To the best of the Akron Zips. Now, it's time for SPT. Good morning, Akron, and everyone listening from near and far, whether it's here at the University of Akron on the Radio FX app or anywhere else you may get your beautiful radio. You are listening to the best sports talk show there is, was, and ever will be right here on Z88. It's Sports Power Talk. Once again, I am your host, Logan Congrove, and joining me this week are two very incredible analysts. Starting on my left He's been on all summer, and he's back once again. It's Mr. Reliable, Mr. Logan Buchanan. Logan, how are we doing this fine Browns game day? A little sleepy, but but I'm getting getting hype leading up to uh, Browns' first game of the season. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And on the other side of the desk, he is back from summer break. You may hear him DJing here on Z88 throughout the week, but he's back as a sports power talking analyst for the first time this semester. It's Dev Lucas. Dev, how are we doing this morning? I'm good. I'm not happy about the Zips game. I know we won, but I'm not happy about it. I'm going to be honest with you. Not happy indeed, and that is what we're going to cover first. But let's get into what we're talking about. First hour is going to be Zips football and around the NCAA as well as Hot Mike. If you haven't gotten your questions in, head over to our Twitter at WZIP Sports and drop your questions there. Or you feel free to hit our text line which is 330-972-8888. We will see your messages live and in person via your phone. And then in our second hour, we will talk some MLB baseball and then finish out with NFL Week 1 and some pickums and a couple other key things going on around the NFL. You're not going to want to miss it, but let's jump right into it. Akron football defeated Morgan State 24-21 to yesterday. Reminder, guys, Morgan State <laughs> is an SCS Division II football team that Akron luckily beat. Akron was going to lose this game until an incredible defensive play by the Zips on a scoop and score. I'm not happy about this one, guys. I'm going to throw it over to you first, Deb, because I know you were excited to talk about this game, win or lose. Well, first off, maybe not. You know, there was a 13-second difference. Had you tackled him there? Could he have made a hook and lateral play? Some crazy miracles. There could have been another miracle besides the one that we had. But, yeah, I was not impressed at all with what we saw. I thought right off the bat that it wasn't great when you block a punt right at the start of the game and you you don't. You don't pass the ball. You do not pass the ball. And they didn't want to pass it with DJ at all. And you settle with a field goal on that first drive. And I feel like you kept having Morgan State hang around. And honestly, I feel like throughout the night, it was just the momentum was all towards Morgan State. That's just what it felt like. 
I I agree. I just, this it shouldn't have been this close. Absolutely shouldn't have been. And uh, when when you see the zips making brain just shattering decisions on the field, <laughs> like like you mentioned, running it three times and not passing. What do you do? And you're doing this against this caliber team. What happens when you face off against a Big Ten? What happens when you face off against these higher teams? Are you going to continue making those decisions, or are you going to make even more? Yes, they it, will continue making those decisions. I'm scared. What's going to I'm, I'm scared. What's going to happen next week when they face Kentucky? I'm scared. Are you going to watch? Because I don't plan on it, um, honestly. No, I, I, I don't think I will. I just but I don't. Think I'm going to look at the final score and see it's like 75 to. <laughs> I mean, like this is horrible, man. Yeah, I mean, Dev, you were talking to me uh, before before the show. You, you're kind of uh, worried about the Zips record now. I mean, you were pretty hopeful. Yeah. I was. But. So I'm on every Thursday night, and I'm talking about. I've been talking about the last few weeks. I'm like five and three heading into the Kent State game. This team is going to be five and three. They're going to play Kent State. They're going to win, and we're going to be bowl eligible. They're going to be great. Now mm-hmm. Morgan State, you only win 24-21. And by the way, the spread was like 25 points. You were you were favored by 25 points, and yeah, you only win by three. Now I'm like, this might be your only win. And I'm looking at this offense, and I'm like, this offense is so bad, man. Like, the offense looked like the offense we were all hoping for last week in the first half against Temple, and they haven't woke up since. They have just disappeared, and it's it's really upsetting to me. It really is. Do you guys want to know my most concerning stat from this game? Let me hear it. The Akron Zips had eight rushing yards. Eight. <laughs> you heard that correctly. A Eight? single digit. Eight. That's like that's like a, a bench player's normal stat. I could get eight rushing yards in an, in an NCAA <laughs> football game. And I'm not talking one player. That's as a yeah, team. That's DJ didn't rush for more than that. I mean, he was that's all he was doing when he was in the game. Says How Morgan much State, seventy nine yards rushing. Akron, eight. How many rushing yards did DJ Irons have? Because that's all he was doing in, in that first quarter. Maybe so I he have was to know. Eight. Maybe he was all eight. I have to know because he was really not doing good. He had three. Are you kidding me? <laughs> He's horrible, man. Good for him, man. Congrats. Three rushing yards. That's, oh, that's all he did. Let's let's jump right into that, guys. DJ Irons. <laughs> DJ Irons, if you're listening and you thought you were going to get away with this one, you are so wrong, my friend. <laughs> I I was up late last night. Just perusing my Instagram, following perusing. all the college football Where do you scores. Learn that word. I love perusing stuff. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, yeah, you know, you got to look at the selection. I just, I was perusing my Instagram stories, and my friend DJ Irons pops up, the quarterback of the Akron Zips, mm-hmm. who was pulled for Jeff Undercuffler after yet another lackluster performance by DJ Irons. And you know it's bad because Jeff Undercuffler did not play well either. He threw like two interceptions, right. <laughs> and he's still in the game. So. The DJ Irons posts a stat from last season's week six of the top 50 quarterback (laughs) performances, which he is on, followed by the record that he broke last year against Ohio, followed by top 50 quarterback performances of week six in 2021, (laughs) followed by third team All-Mac last season, and then finishes out with must got to remind explicitive who do this for real. <laughs> and then posts one more time talking a response to his posts about how good he is. 
DJ Irons, man. I, I can't even express to you how big of a clown this it, makes you look it, like. It reminds me of... Um, I completely even forgot his name, but on the Grizzlies last year... Uh, oh, Dylan man. Brooks? Yes. He, it reminds me of Dylan Brooks. And just talk, talk, like, talk. And DJ, play like that. Just accept that you didn't play well and go out there and work. We all like DJ Irons, but yeah. when I see stuff like this, I'm like, dude. When when you're playing like that, and I mean, we're all in an age of social media, but you notice the guys who can turn that kind of thing around aren't posting that night. You know, they're in the they're watching the tapes, they're seeing what they did wrong, they're training, yeah. they're in the gym. They're not sitting on their Instagram going through old stats. That's not what elite level players do. I just uh, yeah, go ahead, Dev. I so yeah, sorry. I originally thought that maybe he was hurt because I I'm at the game and I'm realizing I'm like, man, they're really not taking any shots with DJ. And I know he's like a run quarterback, but he still he took some shots against Temple, so I don't know where it was. And I was watching the highlights when I when I got home and I was like, and the ESPN Plus announcer he was saying that he was coming off of a surgery. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I haven't really heard much about that. But I don't know, man. I feel like that almost disproves he's playing through an injury if you're going to post stuff like that. I don't know. What do you think, Logan? I just think if you're going to be a lead, the quarterback is the leader. Yeah. Whether you play good or bad. You represent the entirety of the team. If you have a bad game, just accept it, Mm -hmm. man. Like, don't go on your Instagram posting stuff that no one cares about. The past is the past. And honestly, man... I would not be posting any accolades from a Zips team that won once last year. I don't care what records you broke, what performances you had. Oh, they did win twice. That's right. They beat Northern and uh, St. Francis. Wow. Someone (laughs) give them a cookie. Wow. But I I just take one of DJ Irons' cookies. (laughs) But I I just feel it's immature. It is. Again, I have nothing against DJ Irons. I I do think that he's the best quarterback on the roster right now. But, but I I don't know if I agree with that. Although mm. I don't know Jeff Undercuffler didn't play well. But last I wouldn't even put year, Jeff Undercuffler second. Really? Who do you got second? Taj. Taj. Um, I don't know. He he looked good last year. Jeff Undercuffler when DJ was hurt. You see, and I would he led us to that win against Northern. I didn't mean to cut you off. Logan, no, you're good. But yeah, he he led us to that. Like I think we beat Northern like forty four to twelve or something. We like, blew him out, and it was That's at right. Northern Illinois. I think that I would, if in the quarterback situation, I would give everyone a look at this point. I'm not even going to rank them. If I'm Joe Moorhead, I'm giving mm-hmm. everyone a chance. Well, here's here's the other thing too, and I know it's I know Jeff Undercover is not necessarily a system fit because I think we're like a run a run team. But I almost feel like we do better with a pocket passer at quarterback, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. And I, and it seems like they I mean, don't obviously agree with if that. we only ran eight yards, nine yards, did you say? I mean, we should be passing. We they, should be. Yeah, I, I, I like the idea of a pocket passer for Akron quarterbacks, and that's why I like Jeff Undercuffler. I didn't like the fact he threw two interceptions last night, but yeah, he, I, he knows how to throw I, the ball. DJ does really, not know how to throw the ball. I really thought it was over when he threw that last pick into the. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, the Zips had the ball. End of the game, they were losing. And they got the ball back, drive all the way down the field, and Undercuffler throws it, an interception. I turned it off. I turned it off. I was like, oh, that's it. And then all of a sudden, I look back at my phone. It says 24-21 zips. And I was like, what? I thought this game was yeah. done. Let me, done. 
Let me tell you what the atmosphere was like at the stadium there, Logan. So, Oh, I saw it on ESPN+. Plus. <laughs> there were Zips fans hanging over the railing yeah, with their hands are, in their face. Yep, people are leaving. The, I'm in the student <laughs> section, obviously, and half of our student section is already heading to the exits. There's literally like two rows of us just left, and I'm about to leave myself. And I'm like, all right, let's do the math here. All right, so you, you get the stop here on third down. Play clock might not start right away, so maybe they punt it, get the ball. You, may, you might have a second here to get something going. Well, he fumbled the ball, and everyone's jumping up and down. And I'm looking around the stadium, and I just see, like, a huge swarm of people by the exits, and they're just hanging over the rail and dancing around, being like, this is the craziest thing ever. I could not believe that I we won like that to, game. I would like to uh, add to that on our own Pat Weber. Mm-hmm. Mr. Pat Weber <laughs> called me freaking out, saying, I'm never going again. I'm never watching them again. Nobody should spend their money on the Akron Zips ever. I'm I'm going to sleep. There's so much better things I could be doing. And then immediately I get a text. We're so back. We never <laughs> left. I love the Zips. The best team. We're, we're 10 wins away from the national championship. And I was like, Pat, you are you make no sense, dude. He flips so fast. I've never seen anyone flip quicker on a team than Pat Weber. Hey, I like Pat. Me and Pat are both homers for the Zips. We both are. I love the Zips. Home. I just... I choose not to use my Saturdays at InfoCision. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm just telling it how it is. I choose to spend my Saturdays not at InfoCision. I'm just saying how it is. I'll spend my Wednesday against that team down the road there for sure. But until they can prove they can beat an FCS team by more than a field goal, I'm not really all that interested in going. I yeah. It's it's disappointing, especially when, uh, as um, analysts who watch the game so much, we can just see if they would have just done this play, if they would have just done that. And it, it's kind of ridiculous that we get that, but the players aren't, and they're not making those decisions. The coach isn't making that decision. I don't know what's going on with the plays they're running. I, I seriously don't. It, and that was my next question for you guys. What is what is the issue? Last night, I think the offensive, offensive. was at a stalemate. Yeah, absolutely. But oh, let's talk overall. Why is it that no matter who the head coach is, no matter who is on the field, why is it that Akron is such a poor program for the past 10, 15 years? What is the main core issue? Because even I don't even think it's recruiting at this point. Joe Moore has done a great job bringing in transfers. Yeah, I, I don't know because... I can't. I, sorry, I don't like that we're talking about this after a win. It's, it yeah. doesn't feel right. But well, go ahead. When, it's not really when, a win, though. You got right. it's a miracle win, really. Right. When you think about it, I mean, there's if you want elite level players, and I'm not saying our guys aren't. Uh, they our quarterback doesn't act like one off the field, but I f- think most of them are going somewhere else. Uh, either to an Ohio State, um, you know, maybe up to Youngstown. Uh, I don't think a lot of people are going Akron's where I want to go. Uh, and that's not, not shade on Akron, not shade on our players. It's just if you're looking at the Ohio State or Akron as a football player, where are you wanting to go? I think you want to go to the Ohio State. Yeah, I think I would agree with that, Logan. Uh, I, go ahead. I, I mean, and, and that's not saying we don't have good players. It's it's just saying that our players could possibly thinking I might want to go somewhere else. 
If you look at any other sports, our soccer players, they want to be here. We have transfers who want to be here. You look at our basketball team, they want to be here. I'm not sure all of our football players want to be here. I think a lot of our players see Akron as kind of like a bridge. Like they'll mm-hmm. start here and maybe they'll transfer to somewhere that has a lot more mm-hmm. winning potential. And, uh, and that's speculation. I'm not saying that I know that for sure. I'm speculating on what these players could be feeling. Because like you said, it doesn't matter the coaching. It doesn't matter who's on the field. Something's always off with our team. It's so weird because we have we had a few players that I feel like have loved Akron. Like a recent memory, memory Bubba Arslanian, now he's gone now. He's mm-hmm. since moved on. But he loved Akron. Mm-hmm. Like he was one of our, I think. He's got his jersey hanging in score. I know. I saw. I have seen it. It's amazing. Uh, but, yeah, I think of recent memory, or, like, the last few years, the problem has been DJ Iron straight up. And I know we've been kind of grilling him so far, but he, I think he's been the problem why this team hasn't been able to win. I mean, they went 2-10 and ten my freshman year. Last year, 2-10. and ten. This year, you're 1-1, one and one, and you might this might be your only win, guys. Like, seriously, this could be your only. After that performance, you literally might only have one win. Uh, and I think DJ Irons is your problem. He's. He doesn't produce a quarterback. Yeah. He just he he does not produce when it matters. All he does is run the ball, and he doesn't take any shots. It's like he's like, we have a running back playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. Throw the ball. Yeah, yeah. What what do you think, Logan? You know, we have been grilling DJ Irons a lot, and I agree that it's he's definitely part of the issue. But I think the whole offense is an issue. At least the offensive play calling the they they always come out or not always this season the last two games. They come out fiery, and then they come out in the second half, and it's like, oh, we're leading? We don't have to play anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it's you have to continue the success. You can't just go flat halfway through the game. That's the issue. And if we're having this issue against Morgan State, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen the remainder of the year. I mean, we're lucky that Kent is bad this year. Kent, Kent will be lucky to get one win, seriously. And I'm not, I'm not just saying that as a, as a Kent hater. Is going to be against us? No, no. Kent, like Kent, is really bad. Logan, Kent will not. Kent will not. If Kent wins a game, it will be a literal miracle. And I'm not just saying that because we go to Akron and I don't like Kent. I don't know. Kent, I held a Power Five school to only 28 points last night. I don't buy. I just don't buy them. Just they saying. Okay. It's a little. It's a little scary. It's hard. Although I was saying yesterday. It is difficult to make jokes about Kent or defend Akron against my Kent, come on, geez, my Kent friends. I can't, I can't defend it anymore. When you're right, they're holding Power Five teams to 28 points. We're we're nearly losing to an FCS team for the second year in a row. Yeah, on your home opener too. Against an FCS school, yeah, almost. Yeah, everything was in Akron's corner, and we almost blew it. Everything was almost in our was in our corner. Ugh, it's, it's insane. It's horrible, man. And I, it's like I say, we might only win one game, but then there's a few games in there, like you said, the Kent game. You might beat Kent. You're playing Buffalo, who doesn't have a particularly good team so far this year, based on these first two games. Northern Illinois beat a Power Five school, Boston College, but Boston College is. Looks like they're horrible. They almost lost to an FCS school last last yesterday afternoon. So that could you could be that's four games right there of wins. But I think Akron's going to find a way to not win those games. I'm going to run back through the schedule now that we're two games in. We've done this twice, but I want to run back through it really quick. Akron, my we'll just say win or lose based off these last two performances. Akron, Kentucky, my opinion, blowout loss, blowout loss, <laughs> yeah. not even close. nothing, blowout loss. 
Akron, Indiana, don't don't hate me on this one. Don't say when. I think it'll be closer than some think. Indiana is really bad. But you're still going with loss. Oh, of course. It's okay. a Big Ten team. That's it's a Power Five school, say. yeah. Uh, we just almost lost to Morgan State. Yeah, a yeah. Big Ten team is a loss. <laughs> that game, I I predicted them to maybe win that one before the season started. Mm-hmm. Now my opinion has shifted a little bit. I think it will still be closer than some think. Maybe kind of relevant in relevance to the Temple game. But I, because I mean, Indiana's bad, but I don't, I don't see Akron beating a Power Five team. I think it's a blowout loss as well, but uh, maybe not as bad as Kentucky. Yeah, uh, Buffalo at Akron. This is this could be a win. This is a winnable game for sure. I'm gonna say loss on this one. I think I think win. I, I think win, and uh, it's hard to even say. Northern Illinois. I'm saying win because I think they split the Buffalo and uh, they win one or the other. Okay. Because Akron's going to find a, they're they're going to find a way to lose one of those games. They should win both those games because both those teams don't look particularly good this year. Northern looks a little better, but they also just lost to an FCS school last night. Okay. So you're, you're going to split. You win one or the other. So either Buffalo or North Illinois. I'm going to go Northern because you blew out North Illinois last year. Mm, they did blow them out last year. At Northern Illinois, too, by the way. That's where oh, they blew them out at. And this one's in Akron. Yeah. So I have a lot of confidence that you could blow them out with, again this year at home. you saying that, I, I think I'm going to stay with winning that game. Yeah, I was going to go with a win there, too. Central Michigan, this should be a win if I have to watch the same tomfoolery <laughs> that I watched last year. Say that again. Tomfoolery. I love that. That was horrible. If I have to watch that same tomfoolery that me and Jake Murren <laughs> sat through an entire Zips game, the only Zips game that I attended last year with Jake Murren and watch the way that ended, if I have to sit through anything even remotely close to that again, we're going to have a big time issue. I'm telling <laughs> you right now. Weren't they going down to win and we fumble or something? Yes. I was, remember, I was at that game and I was like, you got to <laughs> be kidding me. Yes, they did, me. Yes, they my, did uh, Dev. Yeah, I was with my family. We were watching the game. Zip, and we're like, go the oh, zippers. This is horrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say loss. Actually, I don't. I don't think they beat Central uh, Michigan man. because it's at Central Michigan. I would like to beat them just so I don't ever have to think about that again. Uh, Akron at Bowling Green, guys. I, I think Akron loses this one. No, I think they win that game. They always play BG very well. BG always. looked good last night. Yeah, but I, I mean, know. you know They're what? I'll even really change well. it to a toss up on this one. I'll give it the flip of a coin. Hey, that's that's, I'll give it. <laughs> I don't know. Last few years, they played them really well, man. Like they played them really well a couple years ago in BG. I think they blew them out. I think it was like thirty something to like fourteen. Last year here, it was a really good game, and it feels like Akron and BG seem like they're evenly matched. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I'll give it a toss up. I'm gonna say win. So what, what do I have, Matt? Four and four, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, four. So I guess I still have the confidence. I was saying that Kent, only one game, but four and four heading into the Kent State game. Kent State. In Akron on a Wednesday, which I am not favorable of at all as a student, as a fan. Really, haven't even released the start time yet for that game. What if, game, what if it's, it's at noon? Seriously, what I'll if this be upset. at noon? If it's at noon, they are they are incredibly dumb financially. The Mac is, and both universities are. Yeah. Well, you can't have it on Halloween night, because that would have been a Tuesday night. But you, yeah, you, you, not gonna you, lie, you can't do it Halloween night either. <laughs> so you can't do that. <laughs> it's kind of so it's one of those things where it's like you have to have it on a Wednesday. It better be a night game. They haven't released a start it time will yet because they're they're gonna want students there. I was gonna say, and win or lose, or no matter how bad both teams are, how good both teams are, people will show up oh, for this yeah. game. It's like Brown Steelers when the Browns were awful for yeah. many years. People You're will show up. show up. I agree. 
Uh, so are we predicting the Kent game? I don't think we ever got there. So I, I think they it do. has to be a win. Kent's terrible. It has to because if we don't, and not a state, and birds don't have teeth, and they're gonna keep lose. going, keep going. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say loss because Akron doesn't play well against Kent. They never do. They played well last year. You know what? I'm, you know what? I'm gonna, I'll change. Yeah. I just can't give them. I can't give Kent State a win. You know ever. what? I can't do it. I, it I'm, makes me sick. I'm changing my opinion. I'm going to go with with a win here. So you're a five and four team after the Kent game. Wow. Five and four. Wow. You're wild and dev. You've been hanging out with Pat too much. Well, yeah. Is, you, you guys are around there. You I don't know. I, I, I think you have them as like six and three. Akron. Because you had them beat everyone, didn't you? I didn't have them beat everyone. I thought you had them beat. You had them beat Central. Didn't you have them beat Buffalo Northern? You lo- okay, lost the BG. Okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah you're sick. also five and four though. We're both five and four. Am I? I think so. That's weird. Wow. I don't like that. Um, Akron Miami. Gotta change the Akron um, Miami. What is a Red Hawk? I think Akron beats them. I think that's a loss. I think that's a loss too. So you're five and five. Akron at Eastern Michigan. Um, no one even knows anything about Eastern Michigan other than it's where Imani Bates went to school, and that's for a completely different sport. So I'm going to give Akron the win. Yeah, I'm going to say a loss again. Mm, Actually, wasn't Eastern decent last year? Uh, I don't I I'm going to switch. Know. I'm going to give this one a loss, I, as much as I don't like to admit that. Okay. And then Ohio, I think we get blown out. Yeah, I think it's a good first half of the season. Zips start 5-4, and four, and they fall apart at the end, and they're a 5-7 team. Not bowl eligible. Yes, Pat Weber thinks that they're going to be bowl eligible. Well, he thinks they're going to be ranked top four in the nation and be in the college yeah, um, playoff. But that, yeah, that Pat Weber, and you know happen. what's sad about that? Pat Weber is extremely serious about that. Like, that's not – Pat Weber actually thinks that there's a chance <laughs> on that. Well, hey, you know, you, you just have to beat Kentucky 150 to zero. <laughs> I told uh, that maybe Pat, you'll have some – I said, Pat, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have put – Pat, I wouldn't have put any money on – them to win the MAC, let alone the national championship. Like, do you know the payout that would be though? <laughs> That'd be a million dollars. I mean, I'm actually so curious. What I'm, I'm gonna while we continue to talk. Yeah. Here, um, before we head to our first break, let's look ahead to next week for the Kentucky game. Uh, Dev, give us a breakdown. What are you looking for from the Zips? Obviously, this is not really a winnable game. So, what can Akron gain from playing this one? I'm looking for more offensive production. I would like to see, now you know you're playing a Power 5 school, Mm -hmm. so the offensive production may not be there, but I'm hoping, I don't know, two offensive touchdowns? Okay. That's what I would say. And maybe a a decent start, maybe like a 7-0 lead if you get the ball first. Mm -hmm. I I think uh, what, what they should do... Uh, and I think any any smaller team, when facing a big team, what they need to do is uh, try different plays. Try running some stuff that you haven't played yet. Um, maybe some stuff that you did over a training camp uh, that you haven't actually pulled out yet. Uh, because if it works on a bigger team, it's going to work on a smaller team. Logan, I see your reaction. You see, do you see so the I, Akron's odds to win the national championship via bet three six five are th- plus three hundred thousand, <laughs> <laughs> and a one dollar wager would win you two thousand eight hundred and eighty dollars. <laughs> well, it'll, it'll never happen. But yeah, 
It's. I don't think it's physically possible unless you unless you win like go the Zippers. Unless you win like three hundred nothing in the next two games, then maybe you'll be in the top twenty five. <laughs> That's like the only chance I have, man. Yeah, I, <laughs> and even then you're geez. not going to be top four. No, I was talking about this with one of my friends. Um, anytime like a MAC team gets into the rankings, it's between like twenty and twenty five, and then as soon as some other team wins, then they fall right back out. They just don't sit in the rankings that long. You know, I'm going to be honest. I almost think that all MAC, well, maybe not all MAC, but the MAC itself does it even belong in FBS? Like, let's be honest here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think there's some teams that don't, <laughs> and including one that their stadium is right behind me. <laughs> but is that the one that you don't visit on Saturdays? I do not frequent Infocision <laughs> on Saturdays. Well, will you, will you at least uh, go on a Wednesday? I will go to the I will go to the Ken game. Okay, so and if I have on. absolutely no, if if all the paint on my walls is dry and there's no, there's no more birds to watch out my window, maybe I'll head over to Infocision <laughs> to watch another one. Yeah, you know, Black Friday after that, that's the next home game. So, <laughs> you know, hey, we'll, we'll see, you guys. We'll see. That's gonna take us to our first break. Uh, talked a lot about the Akron Zips here and the the program that we are forced to watch here at the University of Akron. Uh, But stick with us, because when we come back, we're going to still talk some NCAA, and it's hot mic time. Make sure you tweet at us, at WZIP Sports, to get your questions in, or text us, 330-972-8888. But stick with us right here on Sports Power Talk. Welcome back to Sports Power Talk right here on Z88. Once again, my name is Logan Congreve. I'm your host for this week. And joining me on the other side of the desk are two of my incredible analysts, Deb Lucas. Hey, what's up? And Logan Buchanan, who is absolutely vibing on the other side of the desk. <laughs> this song slaps. You know. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, I love it. I'd rather do this than go to a Saturday game. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. I'm not, that's what I'm saying. Just come here and vibe to now some we sound bites, about, uh, and there you go. Some good... Some good uh, yeah, let's get into some football that people actually want to talk about. <laughs> and which, people actually want to go on Saturdays. Yeah, you know, and I'm going to start <laughs> off with probably the biggest game of the week. I know I had something in front of it in the outline, but I feel we should just start with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas defeated Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Right. And, you know, before we even do anything else, um, let me find this real quick. <laughs> Whoa. That's how I feel about Alabama losing in any capacity. I don't know if you guys knew this, but with Texas beating Alabama, they actually just stopped a 21 home game winning streak yes, indeed. from That's Alabama. Crazy. That is unfathomable for me as a Browns Bye bye, elephants. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, this is the fall of the tide. And Texas, a number 11 team beating a number three. Quinn Ewers is that guy. Woo. And as a Buckeye Woo. fan, boy, I wish he would have stayed. At Ohio State. Yeah, Texas might just be better than people are expecting. Oh, I, I, I remember when Sam Ellinger yelled, we're back, and they never <laughs> lost. They never won a single game after he said that. <laughs> hey, we're back. <laughs> no, I, I definitely think uh, Texas might be a bit of a wild card this season. Yeah, for sure. I wonder how much they're going to jump in the rankings from this. Oh, they'll jump. I was like, well, here's the thing. Anybody are, that beats Alabama will jump. Are, how, it's not how far did they jump. How far does Alabama fall, do we think? See, and this is what's disgusting about the NCAA and the AP polls is 
they will drop maybe one spot, maybe two spots. I think it should be six and seven. I think they'll fall. I think Bama should fall to six. Texas should move up to seven. I think that's mm. reasonable. I feel like you don't think Texas jumps them. No, because I don't. I don't think you can go from eleven to. Six. You know, you're right, Dev. Because yeah. the committee, not the committee yet, the AP poll people. They will do absolutely anything to keep Alabama relevant. And you know what's sad? Any other oh, team any other team loses a game like that, and they're not getting in the playoff. The sad part is, down the line, people will still make an argument for Alabama. I feel you get you lose. If there's undefeated team it's different if there's other teams that are not undefeated. But if you lose and it's between you and an undefeated team, and you and I, I feel the undefeated team should always get in. I agree with that, but I think the argument for Alabama would be: let's say Texas is great this year, and let's say they are in the top top five, maybe even in the college football playoff. Who knows? I mean, it's only week two. Uh, then and Alabama goes out and wins the rest of their games, and they look great doing it. Well, then I think there is an argument there that they could be a top four team that's in the college football playoff for sure. I wouldn't be mad about it because then we get we we have the possibility of a rematch. That would be. I think that would be great. I think that'd be amazing. The other thing about college football is recency bias. Mm. This loss happened in week two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it's between, I'll, I'll throw it out there. As much as I, I actually do believe this is going to happen again. If Ohio State, in my opinion. Oh, when Ohio State loses to Michigan. Say it again. Say it for the people in the back. I'm say it for the people it. in the back. I'm not repeating it. Don't say, say it. it again. I can't. Say their I'm name. Not it. Say his name. No, are you a Michigan fan? No. You're a Michigan fan? What? What? Oh, that's going to do it for Logan Buchanan's <laughs> mic for the remainder of the show. <laughs> I've lost all respect. But Listen, man, they're good this year. They're, they're going places. They're good, but I... Yeah. And they're beating Ohio State. Uh, if... If, when more so, when, when I hate the team up north, I do too, man. But I gotta be honest. When the wolves, if if and when Boo. Michigan might defeat Ohio State, and that would be the last week of the season. If it's and that's Ohio State's only loss. If it's between Alabama and Ohio State because of recency bias, the last thing the committee sees is an Ohio State loss. Oh, Alabama gets in because this loss happened in week two. Yeah. And I think that's part of the argument why why I think they were pushing for Ohio State and Michigan to potentially play each other earlier in the season. I don't, mm-hmm. you, I don't know if you guys heard that in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I like that idea either. But I think it's better to have big games at the, at the end of the season. Because then, yeah, you don't get in because of games that matter. and that you, you, sh- you should not be getting into the playoffs if you lose to Michigan. Ohio State shouldn't. No. That's where you're at. And building off last week's argument, if that were to occur again... Um, Ryan Day should be hitting the streets. I'm I'm just being 100. But back to Texas and Alabama. Mm-hmm. I think that was obviously the game of the day. Uh, another big story from college football, it's going to be the story all season long, is, of course, Colorado. Colorado! Oh, yeah. I'm on the hype train Prime for time, them, man. Maybe. I'm Prime really time. on the hype train. You know what's, in, you know what's insane? Uh, w- before the season started, they were like, co- this coach is going to, like either just completely elevate this team or they're going to be in the same position they were last year because last year they went 1-11. He's already doubled their winning percentage. Yeah. <laughs> Two wins. Yeah, it's Two great. wins. And, and they beat Nebraska in, like, pretty dominating my impression. My impression of Nebraska is they are terrible, man. The fact that Nebraska is a Big Ten team is awful. 
Well, it's kind of weird how the Big Ten is set up. Like, I feel like there's... You mean, like, like the Big 30 next oh, year? Yeah. <laughs> but as of right now, it's like you got the handful of, like, great teams and the teams that are, like, complete just garbage. Garbage. Like, it's crazy. There's no in-between. There's no, like, moderate teams. And, like, yeah, just... But, obviously, I think... Colorado has minimum two to three players that have a Heisman chance this year. Oh, yeah. And I think the front runners for the Heisman are Caleb Williams from USC and either Travis Hunter or Shadur Sanders. It's going to be one of those three. And I can't remember the last time that two teammates were both nominated for the Heisman. That would be pretty unprecedented, especially that for a team crazy. that went 1-11 the year before. Yeah. Did you guys see the video of uh, after the game, Shadur and Dion in the car? No. They were like, Dion was like in the passenger seat. Shadur was driving. And they were listening to some song, and Dion was vibing, and Shadur just had his hand on the wheel and was kind of just looking at the camera. And all the comments said, bro just wants to drop pops off so he can go start his night. (laughs) (laughs) It's hilarious. Uh, but, yeah, Colorado has impressed me a lot. Uh, they're a very intriguing team to watch. I think it's fun to watch. Uh, Coach Prime is – he's that guy. I didn't know if the hype was real coming out of Jackson State because, of course, he's coaching. he was coaching at an HBCU, which is a smaller-level school. And I was like, I don't know if that's going to be able to translate. It is indeed translated, and that is partially due to his 40 transfers that he brought over. <laughs> but – what are your expectations for Colorado the remainder of the year? I think they're a top fifteen school. I was gonna say I think they're making a run for it. Uh, I don't. I don't think they're in the top four. I, I, I don't. I don't think so at all. I, I think that um, this season uh, specifically is uh, going to be a launching point for them and get them a lot of eyes, especially with this coach behind them. I think I would agree at a la- at a launching point, yeah. but I don't think like they're not top four this. No, year. I'm not saying, but that. possibly. Next year, who knows? I mean, they they're on a roll right now. But I think you finish in the top fifteen. But I'm leaning more towards ten. So mm-hmm. somewhere in like eleven or twelve okay. territory. You're not you're not number fifteen, but you're probably eleven or twelve. And you're you're gonna have a good bowl game. There you go. Mm-hmm. I think in the coming years they will be extremely relevant. Like yeah. they're relevant now, but I think give it a few years and they'll be I agree. very relevant. I agree. Yeah. But yeah, it's. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. On the other side of the ball, I think Matt Rule is one of the worst coaches in college football. Um, I don't know why anybody thought after his Panthers stint that he was going to do any better anywhere else. I don't care what he did at Baylor. The guy is just straight up not a good coach. And I blame Baker Mayfield for his firing, which I don't say many positive things about Baker Mayfield on these (laughs) airwaves, but I don't think Baker Mayfield was the issue in Carolina. I think it was this guy uh, looking looking at Nebraska, like you mentioned, in the Big Ten. What is your expectations for the remainder of the year for them, especially after a loss like that? It's going to be a rough year, for sure, for Nebraska. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're going to get a big win next week. They're playing Northern Illinois, but who knows? It's going to be a rough year in the big time for them. Logan? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good way of putting I just, it. I just, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, let's step away from games and head over to a topic that as much as the guy transferred from Kent State, but I I do feel this is something that should be brought up and an issue that needs to be assessed by the NCAA. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tez Walker, he's a Kent State transfer. He's a very good wide receiver, and I'm comfortable saying that now because he doesn't play for the Electric Chickens (laughs) anymore. 
He transferred to, to North Carolina and was going to be their star wideout. And the NCAA denied his eligibility waiver. Mind you, there's guys like JT Daniels who are on their fourth transfer school just because he just didn't like the situation. Tez Walker transferred from Kent because, as I mentioned, they lost their entire coaching staff and almost all their players. Transferred to North Carolina, waiver denied. And it's due to the fact, not even due to the fact that he played at Kent. It was the school, they claimed the school before Kent. I'm going to pull up North Carolina's statement on the issue. Here it is. This comes from the desk of UNC head coach Mac Brown. We're absolutely crushed to learn that Tez Walker's eligibility has been denied for the season. He won't be able to play. I don't know that I've ever been more disappointed in a person, a group of people, or an institution than I am with the NCAA right now. It's clear that the NCAA is about process, and it could care less about young people it's supposed to be supporting. Plain and simple, the NCAA has failed Tez and his family, and I've lost faith in its ability to lead and govern our sport. They've so messed things up as it relates to college football, and now their failures have negatively impacted the life of one of our own. Just imagine what it is like for Tez to be so excited to come home and have a chance to fulfill his childhood dream of playing for North Carolina in front of all his family and friends, only to have it taken away despite doing absolutely nothing wrong. I can't begin to understand how this is even happening. The decision decision makers at the NCAA and on the committee should be ashamed of themselves for doing this to a young man. As has been clearly documented, Tez should be eligible for a number of reasons, not the least of which is the mental health issues he's faced during his time in college. Mm-hmm. And with this divi- this decision, the NCAA has placed an unnecessary burden on him. He's had a rough go, and this will surely only make it worse. How dare they ever speak about mental health and student-athlete welfare again? We've got complete rosters overhauled through the transfer portal. Players playing in their eighth year of college. That's in reference to JT Daniels, by the way. Players playing at their fourth school, and the list goes on. Yet, Tez Walker, who has only played football at one school, i.e. Kent State, it makes no is not eligible. It makes no sense, and it never will. Moving forward, our Carolina family is strong, and we need to wrap our arms around Tez, lift him up, and make sure we continue to do all we can to support him. He's continued to work on and off the field and remain a member of our program throughout this entire ordeal. I know that we will continue to happen because he's the kind of person he is. Despite this setback, Tez's future remains bright, and we'll continue to do everything we can to help fulfill his dreams. Shame on you, NCAA. Shame on you. Again, that was from... Mac Brown, head coach of North Carolina. Guys, what are your thoughts on this issue? Because as he mentioned in the statement, you got guys on their fourth fourth mm-hmm. transfer team. You got guys in their eighth year of eligibility. Why? Why? And that truly, he cited mental health reasons for transferring from Kent. And I, I truly believe that because he lost ev- all of his coaches, all of yeah. his friends. They all transferred. Yeah. I, I cannot believe that the NCAA would not grant his waiver to play, especially when you have guys that are just transferring just because, oh, I don't play, I'm going to move. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the Tez part. Walker was playing at Kent. It had nothing to do with playing time. That's the part that just irks me the most because it's, it's ridiculous, the fact that you can have guys transfer four different schools, uh, but this guy is coming over and you just, no, no, you, you can't do that. Not allowed. Just yeah, some no old guy behind a desk yeah. at the NCAA that knows nothing about the life of a college athlete, let alone a college student. I don't care about the athlete portion of it. Yeah, A college student, a young adult that just wants to play football. Yeah, that's very frustrating, I it, feel like. It just doesn't make sense. And I, I wish there was more than just those, uh, like you said, old guys behind a desk making these types of decisions. I wish uh, some of the coaches would be in that conversation because as we see one of them definitely feels very negatively about the uh, decision that was made yeah it's as a college student as a young adult 
all of us are aware. It's tough. Mm -hmm. Being a college student is tough. And let alone being a student athlete, I could not do that. I'm being a hundred percent serious. It's a whole I have, other breed. Of I have person. so much respect yeah. for student athletes. We got we have Abby Coley up here, who's a women's soccer player, and her schedule is all over the place. Yeah. And that's for every every athlete at any university. I couldn't do it. I have a major level of respect for these kids that are still doing well in school and producing yeah. while also worrying about their entire schedule. It's got to be draining and. It's so sad that some guy that's making probably $100,000 to sit there and say, read some papers, read waiver eligibilities. Nope, nope, nope. It makes no sense. Let the kid play. Stop being scorned that you never made it and you're just sitting behind a desk. Mm, yeah. It, it really, really irks me that he's not allowed to play. I don't – there has to be some change in leadership. There has to be some decisions made from the NCAA, and I hope – that this gets overturned at some point, and like, forget the whole Kent State thing. It, I don't. I, it doesn't matter to me in a situation like this. That the Akron community, I've seen a lot of people voice it that it's he should definitely be allowed to play. So I'm not en- entirely clear. Is this for like the rest of his college, or is this just for this season? This season. This season. Okay, so it wouldn't be, and so it and wouldn't affect next year. Well, that's gonna. But he's like a NFL talent. Like it's not like he's just. Trying to play like it's yeah, gonna, he is, could go to the league next year if they let him play. This is going to this is going to affect uh, not only like his eligibility towards um, the NFL, but the scouts aren't looking at him if he's not playing. Right, it's going to drain his mental health. I mean, imagine yeah. it's imagine disgusting. a college athlete and you're you're told you can't play. Imagine any athlete told that it, it yeah it, that's your life that is your whole life and you're being told by somebody you've never met no you can't do this. Yeah, that, that's that's wrong. It's sad. It's disgusting, it's and wrong. blatantly wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's just wrong, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's very tough. Uh, before we head over to our next topic, let's talk a little bit about Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ohio State won thirty-five to seven against Youngstown State, and I wasn't overly impressed, honestly. Mm-hmm. I haven't been impressed with Ohio State these first couple games, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know. Um, we we looked at uh, Kyle McCord and um, what he's been doing recently, but it's actually interesting because Ryan Day says he's not fully devoted to McCord, and he's going to look at some tapes um, and some other games. Uh, if I'm Ryan Day, if I'm anyone on that coaching staff, I think we need to solidify a starter yesterday. It's Kyle McCord. I agree with you 100%. I, I think it should be, too. But the fact that Ryan, Ryan's not 100% devoted to him scares me. Because if they don't have a confirmed starter by the Notre game, the Notre Dame game, which I believe is the 23rd, mm-hmm. Ohio State's going to be floundering. Yeah, I'm scared for that game, I think. Like, honestly, with these first couple these first couple games have been, have been against, like, Indiana, terrible Big Ten school. Um you only win twenty three to three. Wasn't the spread like forty points, Logan? Mm-hmm. I know. You, I know you uh, mm-hmm. were telling me about that. Mm-hmm. And thirty five seven. That's that's good, but I feel like you could have been a little better. Definitely could have been a little better. I agree with your point, Logan. That that Notre Dame game is going to be the teller of how Ohio State really is. And yeah, and if they don't have a starter by that game, the season's done, in my opinion. Because you you need a starter for sure ASAP. Um, 
I mean, they have one more game in between that. So if Ryan Day wants to use that game as a, you know, we'll see. If he still doesn't feel confident about one singular player, I something needs to change. And I mean, you mentioned it earlier that maybe he needs to get uh get the boot. I just it would be a motivation thing for me. I don't understand. I, I yeah, it needs to be a decision. There needs to be a decision on the quarterback before Notre Dame. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And Ohio State, yeah, that I don't know what's going on. I know a thirty, and it's like I mentioned last week. It's hilarious to be an Ohio State fan and and a Browns fan because mm-hmm. if the Browns were to beat somebody thirty-five to seven, I think I'd be freaking out. <laughs> like, but Maybe Ohio today. State beats somebody thirty-five to seven, and I'm like, uh, like yeah, what? Yeah. But next week they play Western Kentucky, another unranked team, but they're two and zero. Uh, that's going to be at 4 o'clock on Fox. Um, this game, I feel like it, it is, it's the last warm-up game before the big one, which is Notre yeah. Dame. And and if if you're going in there without a starter, you're going to get just shell-shocked by Notre Dame. Uh, and that's just going to rock you for the next couple of games. And it, like you said, it's going to be a season determiner, I think. Well, yeah, I think you lose Notre Dame, you're not a top four team for sure uh but yeah it's gonna be rough and honestly if, if you lose another dame you might have a little bit of a hangover effect against a maryland or a purdue potentially and you might drop one of those games and then all of a sudden you're playing penn state who's a great team and then what's gonna happen there so it, it can, right so it, it can get ugly in a hurry for ohio state fans for sure yeah it's it'll be a toss-up i uh, if they i think they I think they handily defeat Western Kentucky next week. I think this is oh, the week yeah, they finally sure. maybe kick it up a notch and maybe solidify their quarterback. And then heading into Notre Dame, that'll be a big one. Yeah, seven thirty on NBC. Do you think Ohio State breaks fifty? Against Notre Dame? No. Uh, I was gonna say no. <laughs> no. Nine plus. <laughs> no, next week against Western Kentucky. No, I don't think so. I could see forty four, forty five. I would still go under on with how your luck has been recently. They're going to get like eighty points now. Yeah, it's going to be. <laughs> oh, I so wish we could discuss these things on here because I would have a lot of things to say, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it. Um, before we head into break, we got about seven minutes left. Uh, let's talk about our top teams in college football. Go. So I'll kick it over to you first, Logan. All right, who are your top five teams? After this week and After why? After this week. Number five. Do you want me to just go, like, all my top five right now? Or are we doing, like, five, five, five? What are we doing? We can do five, five, five. All right. That's cool. My number five, uh, because of what they did to Alabama, is Texas. Um, I think defeating a team like that uh, definitely gives you props. If maybe I'm a little bit uh, too hype about this, putting them in the top five, but I do think they need to be around that area, like we said earlier, six or seven, Uh, but after defeating a big team, a a top four ranked team in Alabama, yeah, you you deserve a top five, in my opinion. My top five team is Penn State. I think they're a sleeper team this year. Okay. I'm also going to go with Texas at five. That's reasonable. Uh, For number four, I have Ohio State. Um... Although we weren't too impressed, they did win. Uh, I believe. Um, what's their record right now? Two and zero. Two and zero. So I mean, that's that's good. Uh, although the games might not be to the caliber that we're we're thinking and expecting of them, I do think they're still a top four team. Florida State, which currently is ranked number four, but 
Yeah, they look they look great. They in week one they they blew out LSU. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're my number four team. That was my number four as well. I didn't oh, know if anyone else was going to say well, it. Florida State's my number three. I oh, have wow. them above Ohio them State above. right now. I have who's your three, Dev? I think Ohio State, which is okay. really hesitant, but yeah, yeah, Ohio State. Yeah, I would put Ohio. I think Florida State and Ohio State are interchangeable. That's me. what I'm thinking. That's why um, the only reason that I put Florida State above Ohio State is because Ohio State could be better right now. Yeah, uh, they have a projected better, um, but they're they're not even really underperforming in my opinion. Uh, but I can see how people are like, why why are the games that um, low scoring? Right. Um, yeah. My number two, I have Georgia. Uh, I know a lot of people have Georgia ranked number one. I personally uh, don't, obviously. They're my number two. Uh, But they're still, like, that's a team that's pretty much locked in right now, I think, uh, so far for uh, bowl games. For me, it's a toss-up between a team up north and Georgia for number one and number two because both of them really haven't played anybody, and they've both played pretty similarly against the non-ranked teams mm-hmm. in these first two weeks. But I'm just going to say Michigan because right now they're ranked number two, and that's where I'm kind of ranking Michigan. I'm not putting those clowns at number one, so they're going to be two for wow. me. That's how I feel, too. The yeah. disrespect. Why do you love them? Those are my family. Are they from up north? No, they just support. Oh, yeah. It's even worse, man. It's even worse. Mm-hmm. Wait, aren't even they're from them. Michigan? They're them. Stop. And they are the number one team in college football no. right now. They're going to be the champions. I said it uh, I don't know how many weeks ago. <laughs> Michigan's winning all the all the way. <laughs> you can suspend me all you want, Logan. Michigan is winning. Don't care. <laughs> no, the team that That's Mich- the most times I've pressed that buzzer <laughs> since I took over Sports Director. <laughs> the team that Michigan is not beating Georgia Bulldogs. Number one. Indeed. We'll see. We'll see. I'm just saying, if if it's a Wolverine and a Bulldog, I, I think I have the Wolverine. Just saying. What even is a Wolverine? It's a... It is a <laughs> amazing animal from Canada, boy. <laughs> oh, Canada. Man. No. No. I'm, I'm going to go with Georgia number one, just because I don't like them at all. My friend just texted me that I deserve those buzzers. Yeah, <laughs> you do. You do deserve those buzzers, I don't. Man. Michigan is why. number one. You're You'll a, all see. You're a You'll clown. all see. I don't, I don't even. I don't even like saying their. Boy, name, it's so weird man. being on the other side of the desk and seeing, hearing someone say "you'll all see" and thinking in my head, "Did I sound like that?" Talking about the <laughs> you <year>. did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, that's that is blasphemy. Just wait. Logan. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> that I, is I, I mean, I'm sorry. I believe all of us ranked Michigan above Ohio State. If you all want to say that, well, and, and yes. didn't you earlier say that Michigan was beating Ohio State? I'm just saying. I don't sound as delusional right okay. now when all of you are. Kind yes, of the team up north could beat Ohio State, but they're not winning a national championship. They're winning the because natty. Georgia is winning better. The natty. Michigan Ge- winning the natty. Georgia's Mark just Georgia's just better. Mark my Logan. words. Georgia's just better. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. And I just I will not ever give Michigan any props <laughs> on anything. I can't do I it. Hate it's them. disgusting. It's okay. Their it's colors okay. are disgusting. Their we'll mascot's see. disgusting. We'll Nothing see. goes on in Michigan. Mich- if anybody's listening on the radio effects app from Michigan, I feel Michigan has so, Frankenmuth, the most so wonderful sorry. Christmas place of all time. What is that? Frankenmuth. It's it's a huge uh, Christmas store and village. It's pretty cool. You should go. I'm never driving up to Michigan. Support the Unless support for the, the Mac Louisiana. tournament or Mac championship. Detroit. Akron? Axe, yeah. That'll never happen. Akron will never get there. <laughs> they never will. You know what? If Akron 
if Akron football were to make the MAC championship, I'd be seventy-five years old and have a walker. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. I, I was man. gonna say I, I might be uh, retired from my job, <laughs> but I remember when man, Akron couldn't win one game. I feel I so bad. I, I feel Saturdays. so bad talking all this about them, <laughs> but. It's so Zip deserved. Zippers. It is so deserved. Zip go the zippers indeed. And guys, that is... <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, that is going to take us to our second break of the show and the end of our first hour. When we come back, it's time for Hot Mike and talking some MLB, MLB Player of the Week. You will not want to miss... Welcome back to Sports Power Talk on Z88 for our second hour. I am your host, Logan Conger. Joining me on the other side of the desk is the man that you just heard say, what a great song. <laughs> I did not realize the mics were on. I'm and sorry, that, Logan. Oh, it's all good, man. It was a vibe. It was a vibe. We got Deb Lucas on the right side of the hey, desk. what's going on, guys? And on the other side of the desk, we got Mr. Logan Buchanan. How we doing? Who apparently likes mics. the most disgusting team on the planet. I like the team that's winning the Natty this year. What can I say? No. Cut that! Cut that right now! <laughs> I, I'm serious. I'm, I'm cutting the sounder way too early just to do this to you again. <laughs> that, <laughs> you'll all see. You'll see. The end of the oh, season. You'll all to. be. You'll all be looking back at this moment, thinking I was crazy. They thought I was a madman. Next week, I'm throwing in. I'm throwing in a sounder of a clown. <laughs> clown show. All right, all right. We'll move on. Move on. Uh, We're on a different segment. Yeah, okay? I'm not going to do different that. Different time. That. But yeah, it is time for our second hour of today's show, starting off with some Major League Baseball action. Uh, let's talk about the Cleveland Guardians, even though I really would prefer not to. Uh, last night, another defeat to the Angels, which... It kind of signals to me that they're they're done, yeah. and they also got destroyed by the Twins yeah. in the past series. That signals to me that they're done. I I really don't like saying this because I was so hopeful all throughout the summer that you know if they just made this decision, if they just did this, if they just did this, and every time I said that, it's like they did the complete opposite, uh, and and they. They just went downhill so fast. And although they're still ranked second, I don't see them making a push. They're seven they, out right now. Yeah, it, it's, yeah it's rough. It's, it's been a rough season. It's been hard to watch at times. Offense hasn't produced, and it seems like when the off, it seems like both have been off at different times. When the when the offense isn't producing, the pitching isn't producing, mm-hmm. or when the offense is producing, rather, the pitching isn't producing. But yeah. when the pitching produces, you're not scoring any runs, mm-hmm. and it's just so hard to. Watch. I don't like that they traded away Savali back towards the trade deadline. That was a terrible move, I thought, and that that kind of told me that they were done. And at that time, they were only half a game out of first, and they traded away our best pitcher this year. Aaron Savali has been our best pitcher this year, and you traded him away, and since then you've fallen apart, you and it's just horrible. Him away for dirt. <laughs> they did. And it was I'm a prospect. So sad. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, the only thing that I. Th- I kind of like I like the Lucas Giolito signing, even though he was a big problem that twenty to six loss to the Twins. He pitched last night seven innings, only four four and runs, but seven innings. Maybe if he can if he can turn it around next year, we might have a solid piece in the rotation. Yep, that's the model of Cleveland I'm, sports. I was say I'm so sick of saying it's maybe this next, next year. year. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah um, so guys. If we're if they're waving the white flag, 
What do we think about the chances of playoffs? Playoffs. Uh, no zeros. Zero. I agree. I. Th- There's it two- would take. What a, a sad end with the Terry Francona era. A miracle streak of wins for there's, them to make it. There's seven out at this point, and they're probably even worse in the wild card. They've got to be like 10 out of mm-hmm. the wild card at least. So, yeah, the Twins would have to fall apart. And you don't. the other thing that that's hard is you don't play the Twins mm-hmm. at all. And the Twins, I think, won the season series, so they have a tiebreaker over you as well. Mm-hmm. So... It, like I said, it would take a miracle streak of wins. You're going to have to, like, pretty much, you're going to have to win a majority. You might be able to win, lose two more games. Yeah. And then the Twins would have to lose at least eight more mm-hmm. than you. So, and you'd have to win eight more than that. So it's it's going to be tough, man. Like I, like I said, the only takeaway here is that if you can get Lucas Giulio, I don't know what his contract situation is. I don't know if he's only here for this the rest of this season. I think he can be a big ace. He's He's been a great pitcher. He's just having a down year, and he would be a great piece. Because, honestly, I think Shane Bieber's gone. He's, he's, this is the last year of his contract. He's been hurt all year. I, I don't think you keep, I don't think you bring him back. No, especially when you have the young young talent that we do. So I think you'll have Lucas Giolito as a veteran's ace coming next year. And Chris McKenzie, we'll see. I think there's potential he might need Tommy John surgery, so he might miss all next year. So oh, wonderful. That's, the, that's, that. that's what I've heard. It's potential well so we're it's a it's a question if he comes back and i think he's supposed to come back this season at some point and if he comes back and doesn't look good he's probably gonna need yeah it's just been it's always the pitching injury that's how it always goes last year was like that but we seem to battle through it this year it's even worse noah Syndergaard experiment failed very quickly on that one i think the lucas giolito experiment could be really good though i agree Okay. Um, I know right now his ERA is like 490 at a terrible start coming, but he looked really good last night. Four mm-hmm. runs isn't great, but he went seven innings. Yeah. And I think a lot of those runs came from leap, from home runs, and you can't really get mad about that. Yeah. So I think you ride out with Lucas Giolito. If he's only here for the year, I don't know what his contract situation is. Bring him back next year and have him be your ace. Because you you need you need a veteran ace to lead these young guys. Yeah, I agree sure. with that. I, I wouldn't be mad with that that situation at all. But what I'm scared is that if Tito's leaving, are you going to be like the Oakland A's next year or the Royals? Ooh. Because you're not going to have that leadership. And who is going to be your manager? I guess it, I have no idea. Like I I'm, I'm that's what I'm worried about. I don't want the team to go backwards. Because I feel like if you go backwards, it's going to be a long time to get to your forward again. You might be losing a hundred games for the next three years. I don't. I don't want that. What is? What's the future? It, it's pretty apparent to me that Francona is probably going to retire. I think he's come out and said that he's going to retire. So it's he's he's completely he's done after this season. Who's who's your replacement? I asked this question last week, but I, I wanted to get your opinion. I'd like Sandy Alomar. I think. First base coast, move over to manager. I think he he was a I, good he was a good acting manager last year. He was a good acting manager when uh, Francona had a lot of his health Honest, issues last year. Honestly, seeing uh, our first basemans this year, yeah. I, I think he has a really good chance at coaching the entire team if he can uh, translate some of the first base coaching to full team coaching. That's not a bad shot at yeah. all. And he he was a good acting manager last year. Every yeah, time. and Tito had a lot of health issues last year, so. He, he would, I think he'd be a good leader. For I'm sure. not mad. And he's a that former is, player too. So yeah, that that is a be, good shout. So Dev. he he loves Cleveland. He would be a great. He'd just be great. I feel like. I can also see it being Kevin Cash. 
Mm-hmm. That's my dark horse, and I took that from Pat. I was like, would you rather him or what devil? Alomar, definitely. Okay, yeah. I definitely think Alomar. Okay, he knows the franchise. Mm-hmm. He's been successful in the past as an acting manager, and I just think it. Although, if you want to shake things up, then you go to the outside. Because what if it? What is it? What is it? Maybe they need a new spark. Maybe they need something different. Because it seems like. I mean, I don't know. I don't blame Terry Francona for this. Mm-hmm. Although that's the thing. This is this isn't his. This is, he can't control all the injuries. No, the injuries were the issue, and you have. Uh, they just don't have good offensive production. They need the Miles Straw experiment has failed. He's a great de- de- defensive player. He doesn't do anything offensively. You need more offensive production in the outfield. For sure, and they just don't have that right now. Even in the minors, they don't have that. Yeah, it's sad to see the <laughs> Guardians look like this honestly I wish that there was a better solution I wish that the season would end differently but it does seem like they've just given up but a positive outline from the Cleveland Guardians uh, David Fry or not the, excuse me Emmanuel Clase moved to fifth on the all-time saves list for Cleveland with his 105th save Friday night against the Angels I think Clase is probably one of the brightest spots on this team right now yeah I would agree with that he's He's going to be a good pitcher for a while. Good closer, good. Yeah, I I mean, I think a lot of our younger pitchers have a chance at just shining for the next uh, five decade long uh, careers. However, they if they stay in Cleveland, that's another big thing you have to uh, know is that Cleveland just loves to have a really good player and then sell them away. I don't want to. So. I don't want to get too excited because there's been two pitchers that have come. From the minors, started had a sensational rookie season. I immediately think Zach Please that he looked great, and now I think he's down in AAA Columbus. And his last I saw, his ERA was like six fifty down there. He had a terrible start this year, um, and he was great for the first couple of years here when he was up with the main major league club. And then Cody Morris, he pitched towards the tail end of last year with injuries and he looked great. His ERA was like two-something and he, he's come in and he's looked like garbage since then. I think he's in the bullpen right now mm-hmm. but starting, no. So I don't want to get too excited with these young guys because I feel like they could have one great year and then all of a sudden your ERA is like seven and you're just ugh. All of a sudden they remember oh yeah, I played for the Guardians. Yeah. That's what happens. <laughs> Man, um, let's go back to the negative notes about mm. the Guardians. As I left this out, uh, David Fry becomes a first position player since the 1980s to pitch four innings in a game. His stat line was better than, is, how do you pronounce the last name? Gio, you just said it. I'm just terrible pronunciation. Gio, I don't Giolito. Oh, yeah, Lucas Giolito. Yeah, yeah Giolito. Uh, Giolito gave up seven runs in four innings. David Fry absolutely was not meant to pitch that long. This, for those of you who don't know, the Guardians lost 20-6 to to the Twins when David Fry pitched four innings in a game. Just wanted to save their bullpen. That's what you got to do. When you're down so much, there's no chance of coming back. And the worst part is the offense had such great production. They scored six runs that, that night. That's... You know, normally that means if normally the good, win. you win. You win like six to one. Mm-hmm. No, you give twenty runs, Lucas Giolito. But it was just one bad start. I'm pushing. I'm pulling for this guy. Mark it down. Mark it down today. Terry Francona said in his presser that he felt bad leaving him out there that long, but he wasn't really sure what to do. Mm-hmm. What would you have done in that player. situation as a manager? Get another position player up in the bullpen. I, I wouldn't have pitched. I, I wouldn't have pitched anyone in the bullpen. I, you you got to save your bullpen mm-hmm. there. You have to because you're. you're you're, you're, you're playing again tomorrow, and you have no chance of winning this game. 
So why yeah. why why waste the bullpen? That's smart. Yeah, I would maybe consider the same thing. It's tough. It's tough in situations like that to yeah. stay motivated. Like I don't, I don't know what I would do as a player or a coach in that situation. I mean, it's just draining. Not even, I, especially being the pitcher. But even if you're like an outfielder, second baseman, shortstop, when you guys just can't get anything together, it is so draining. Inning after inning after inning, and then especially the pitcher because you're putting all of that weight on yourself. You're you're putting all of that pressure on yourself, and it, it drains you. I think so, but I also don't think he had a lot of expectations going in when he came in. So I don't think anyone was expecting him to not. Well, I I don't think anyone was expecting him not to give up runs, but I don't think seven runs was what we mm-hmm. expected either. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 tough, man. It's very tough. Uh, let's move away from the floundering Cleveland Guardians and <laughs> stick with the MLB. Um, the Astros absolutely owned the. The Rangers, the Texas Rangers, heavily embarrassed them in their series, gave the Astros sole possession of the first place mm-hmm. spot. What are we looking at for the future for both of these teams? I think uh, yeah, the Astros are struggling. Who knows? There's still some time left. How many games back are they right now? They are. Let's double check. In the meantime, mm-hmm. uh, Logan, what are your thoughts while we check on this stat? Yeah, I, I definitely think that... Um, these standings are pretty much set in uh, Astros mm-hmm. in one, Mariners in two. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think looking at the series ahead, the Astros shouldn't go down. In my opinion, I think they. I think one is locked in for them. The Rangers are three games back of the Astros. The mm-hmm. Mariners are one and a half games back. Okay. Yeah, I, I think. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to stick with it. I think that the Astros keep that number one position uh, going towards uh, the end of the season. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. I think I would agree with you. That. An Astros fan? I just can't, no. I just would be some no. some tomfoolery that you would do. No. Yeah, of course, because he he. <laughs> just are you a Pittsburgh fan? No. And no. everybody up here at WZIP picks the most random teams to like, and that's me included. I I'm going to be 100% honest. I was about to say. You're yeah, a Warriors Miami fan. Heat. I'm Listen. a Heat fan. Oh, boy. Don't get me started. I won't. Hey, it's not NBA season Because there's zero NBA talk on NBA our outline. I don't like it. Okay? I need, I need my basketball back. I want my baby back. <laughs> you seen that commercial? Uh-huh. Baby yeah. back ribs? Yeah, I've seen that kind of okay i just buddy. felt like buzzing okay you. buddy <laughs> just felt like it had been a little too long this felt like it'd been a little bit I too long targeted right now you should uh sticking with the mlb the braves and the dodgers which are baseball's two best teams they are face they are about to face in a series the braves or they did face in the series the braves got the sweep of the dodgers uh do you think either of these two teams have a world series option this year Braves or the Dodgers? They're the two best teams in baseball. I was going to say, I think the Braves personally have it over the Dodgers. Yeah, Uh, I think so too. I mean, they're at uh, 92 wins right now. Um, I think think they're as shoo-in as you can get right now. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. But you know how it goes. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it's it always, switch on a dime. You know how it goes. Switch on a dime. It's always kind of a wild card when it gets to MLB playoffs. And I, 
I'm going to say this, which is going to sound so it's such such a hot take, but the MLB playoffs really are like March Madness. In a, in a sense, I know I know you're not single elimination. Hear me out. I, was, I, 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 I'm, I see I'm you over there. You're like, what are you I'm talking interested. about, Dev? But it's really who's playing best at Dev's this time. Wilding. He's wilding. Dev's wilding. <laughs> yeah, it, but it really is. It's really who's playing. I mean, we've had wild card teams make it. It wasn't Washington a few years ago. They were a wild card team mm-hmm. that came in. So you, you don't know. Well, you never know. Or didn't Philly make it a few years ago? They were a wild card team. Mm-hmm. So you, you got. So you never know, man. I don't want to. I don't want to be like the number one is always going to do it. Yeah. I don't you know, never know, man. They won ninety two games, but who knows what's going to happen with these with True. these wild card teams? True. All right, I respect it. But as of right now, Atlanta. Even though I just went on this huge rant, as of right now, Atlanta is is the better team. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Before we head into our hot mic segment, two more things I want to touch on baseball-wise and then our MLB player of the week. Uh, Shohei Otani still has that injury to his shoulder for the Angels. He's not pitching again this year and potentially not next year for what you mentioned earlier, Dev. Mm -hmm. He might need Tommy John surgery. How does this affect his free agency? I heard that he's still going to bat. That's what I. That's what was the last thing I heard. Is that he's still gonna? I can see that offensive pitching. Production. I doubt it. Yeah, but I, I heard he would still be a DH. Uh, I think you have to consider his bat, and it might not affect it as much if, if he's still going to play. Mm-hmm. For sure, I was gonna say if his batting goes down, I think his stock drops. I mean, we'll we'll see how his we'll see how his bad at his pro- offensive yeah. production is, but it, it would have to be good because that's all people are going to be. If looking it's at. around the same. I mean, that's a big DH you can bring in. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. I I like Shohei, and I would love to see him get out of Shohei. L.A. <laughs> I just don't like it. I don't like that he plays for the Angels. That guy, we talked about mm-hmm. this last week, Such so much wasted talent over there. <laughs> and nobody's even, there's no marketability. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Shohei get a contract somewhere else. Um, maybe Cleveland. <laughs> that, that'll never happen, not with the current ownership. We don't have the market for him. No, we don't have the market, and we have an owner that would rather... In the words of Matt Permuka, pay for failing political campaigns than any player. We have an owner that would rather pay for lackluster offensive production in the outfield. Mm-hmm. It's just not for long. Oh, for the next ten years. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go, guards. Ha. Ah. Um, <laughs> yes. Yay, Cleveland. Seven back. Let's go. Final Second thing place. I wanted to touch on before we hit player of the week: uh, Julio Arias. <laughs> Uh, he was arrested for domestic violence events that happened at an MLS game featuring Lionel Messi. It's his second instant of domestic violence, and he's probably not going to pitch again. Um, not much to touch on on this one, really. Just, mm-hmm. like, I, I just, why? Yeah. yeah. It makes no sense. Um, I People like this disgust me, yeah. first of all. And you should, even if he's, if he should never pitch again. If he isn't already, mm-hmm. in my opinion, yeah, I, I I agree, I concur. That's a that's a no go in any yeah, aspect for no me. Go. I don't care who you are. You could be LeBron James, and I don't care. Yep. You good take good as take a as a professional athlete. You're making all this money, and you just go and mess it up like that at the expense of someone else. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I I'll never have anything positive to say to you. Yeah. But. It's Player of the Week time before we get into Hot Mike. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Player of the Week is, it's when each analyst picks an MLB player for any reason to be their Player of the Week. It can be sports, it can be baseball related, non baseball related. It does not matter. Just 
who is your player of the week. Yep. I'll kick it to Logan first. All right, so my player of the week is Cole Reagans of the Kansas City Royals. Uh, he is bringing this team to Toronto with a 21-inning scoreless streak. Scoreless. 21 innings. Uh, he's just, like... He's that guy for the Royals right now. Um, and if he can continue this streak in Toronto, which I think they have a good chance of doing, this is a good guy to look out for. Yeah, my player of the week, which is very controversial because oh I, was, I was speaking so highly of him earlier, Lucas Giolito, Guardians. Oh. Seven innings, big change from how he did against the Twins. And I think he is going to be a very good asset for the Guardians to have controversial. towards the end of this season <laughs> and the next year he's going to it's be getting crazy up in here. <laughs> he's going to be one of the best aces the Guardians have had in recent memory. I like the pick. I like it. Mine's going to be Trey Turner from the Angels. Mm-hmm. Trey Turner is 11 for 26 this week batting 423 with 6 home runs and 14 RBIs. Bad. He is my player of the week. Bad pick, Congrove. Thanks, man. I greatly appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) But, guys, that is going to bring us into my favorite segment of the show, and that is it's time for Hot Mike. For those of you who don't know what Hot Mike is, I will explain once again. It is your chance to get in on our show by tweeting at us at WZIP Sports or using our brand new text line, 330-972-8888. Even if your questions don't get answered during this portion of our show right here. I will continue to check the text line throughout the show and if I see anything that I want to read on air, we will. So make sure you use that. 330-972-8888. But let's jump right into our questions on X, I should Ooh, say. X. Starting off with Isabel Corey and she asks, if you could eat free from one restaurant for the rest of your life, what would you pick? I know my answer right away. Well, based right. on your other opinions today, I'm okay. going to put my finger okay. right on the wrong answer okay. button just to be sure. It is called Bubba's. It is this place down in Canton that has the greatest mac and cheese I have ever had. It's like a white cheddar, kind of like Alfredo Mac, and on top is some chicken tenders with a little bit of honey barbecue oh, glaze. Sounds so good. Oh, it is amazing. I can't buzz you because I don't know what it is, so and I can't better, even... We, we're going there at some point <laughs> in our lifetime, Logan. If 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 you want more mainstream, I'd probably say like Cheesecake Factory just so I can get free cheesecakes. Okay, Baker Mayfield. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> Whoa! Um, but all right, valid. <laughs> I went there for prom, so I'll give it to you. Amen. Luigi's Akron. Ooh. We have to take like a show trip there. We gotta. Everyone in the sports department's gotta go to Luigi's and we gotta eat pizza. I don't. I've never that. had that. I don't. I've it's never had the it. best pizza oh. in all of Ohio. I'm, Logan, I'm gonna let you answer this, and if you don't give this answer, I'm gonna give you what your actual answer should be. So, you're, <sighs> what, what, what restaurant are you thinking, dude? I'm a big Italian guy. Mm-hmm. Show trip to Luigi's. I would probably go. This is tough because I just like a lot of food. I like food, guys. Me too. I, I really it's like so good. Well, can we not talk about food, man? I'm getting hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. I know. Um, generic. This is based straight locally in what I grew up on. If we're talking generic, inexpensive, just a quick thing, I would probably go Wing Warehouse and Stowe. Valid. Valid. And the 10 for 10 deal is incredible, and I, I love it. Yeah. If we're going a little bit more pricey and somewhere you don't go as often, mmm. I would probably take, what was that place called? I just had it mm-hmm. in Columbus. It was called Buca de Beppo. Aired it. Buca de Beppo. Yes. Oh. Have you ever been there? No. It's an Italian place. It's nice. very good, very good pasta. You know what your Lots of good desserts. should be, if you could have this place free the rest of your life, 
DP Doe. DP Doe. What are you talking about? Logan, I, I hate to admit it, man. But I just got it so much that it has been... Oh, you ran yourself thin. I ran it out. I've had it the last three nights, though, I'll add. Okay. <laughs> so I, I will add that it is very good. There's nothing wrong with DP Doe. I just... You just like hitting the buzzer. Yeah, I mean, I mean I <laughs> you can mother happy. Um, next question, and almost all of our remaining questions come in, and I have to play his voice every time, from... Logan Congrove, a LC a great, formerly known as Jake Mern, a goat. And is this his favorite segment? Yes! Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And first question says, unblock me on Instagram, Mr. Great. I'll think about it. I'll think Ooh. about it. You blocked him on Instagram? I've had him blocked for some time now. Oh, man. And that was when he was my hater and... My DMs were being blown up. The story arcs going. Well, so now, I just rid myself of it like because I'm four. positive energy. Well, now he's your number one fan. So That's what I'm saying. To. That's why I said I'll gotta, consider it. Gotta get it going. Next question also comes in from LC, a great a Logan Congrove. L Congrove, a great. I don't even like have the username memorized yet because I still call him Jake Bernigo. Uh If Logan Congrove had the best blockers of all time and the best wide receivers of all time, what would his stat line be against Morgan State? Better than DJ I would say it'd be better than DJ Irons. Uh, seven yards. At minimum. At, yeah, at, at minimum, at, at you'd have rush. four yards. Well, actually... Because you'd have more than him. <laughs> I get the buzzer now? Yeah, you're a hater. <laughs> you're Sorry, a hater. Uh, Logan Congro gets uh, four touchdown passes. Um, Toddy! <laughs> hey, seven yards, but let's say there are three one-yard runs in there, so he's got prime. three touchdowns in there <laughs> for seven yards. I'd be, okay. I'd be hiking the ball back, oh, and man. I'd be throwing that downfield. they say, go Zips. Zip you know go Zippers. Zip go the Zippers. He's screaming. Yeah, um, better than DJ Irons would be yep. my answer. Yep. <laughs> Next one is Ravens winning the Super Bowl. This one is not for either of my analysts. This is for you. No, not even remotely no. close. But let's kind of take a turn on this question and make it into a question. Who would win the Super Bowl? Who is your Super Bowl pick early before week one even begins? Uh, my early Super Bowl prediction is the Buffalo Bills. I think they finally I I think that's reasonable. I'm going to say... I'm not going to say who I think's winning because I don't know right now. I'm week one, uh, it's as we saw with Lions beating the Chiefs. Anyone could be anyone right now. Yeah. I think this year is the Browns' greatest chance of winning the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they're winning. As much I as think I love this is the greatest that. chance they've had in a long time to win the Super Bowl. I think greatest chance to make the playoffs, in my opinion, maybe, but maybe not greatest chance to win the Super. They, I think they lack the experience. As much as I'd love to believe that, it's okay. just it's the Browns. I'm not saying they're winning. I'm saying they have the greatest chance, in my opinion, in do, a long time. Do you agree with me saying greatest chance to make yeah, the playoffs? Oh, for sure. Um, I think my pick as of right now, I'm gonna second that, Dev. I think this is the Bills. Mm-hmm. This is the Bills' year to do it. Um, Bills Mafia, and I would love to see them win because their their fan base is similar to Browns fans, but they win. Yeah, that's the difference. Yeah. yeah. Um, what could be done better for Akron to be good at football? We kind of touched yeah. on this: uh, offensive struggles and leadership. Yeah, we bench need LC on the QB. <laughs> DJ Irons. We need a bench DJ. Slander DJ. Bench him. <laughs> DJ, I actually don't have any personal issue with you if you're listening, just so you're I right. don't have any personal issue either. I'm just watching from a fan perspective. You know. Uh, thoughts on Toledo's huge win in Central Michigan's shootout of a game? I saw that. It was like 71-3 to three it Toledo. Big. It was insane. That's crazy, insane. man. I think Toledo's going to be pretty good. Like, Could you imagine being in that student section? At, at Toledo? Yeah. Oh, it, was, it was 50 nothing at halftime. 
50 to 0 yeah. at the half. That's it's crazy, man. It's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Both both are more interesting. That's the words I'll use. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is Sean Strickland's upset, upset versus Israel Adesanya last night the biggest upset in UFC history? Yes. 100%. Uh, biggest, I don't know. I don't know about the biggest. I do know that, I mean... Izzy uh, looked horrible, man. Yeah, it was he disgusting. was terrible. I mean, me, you, and um, Alex Henry, who's the probably... I would say, No, he is the biggest UFC fan up here. He said that this match wasn't even close. It was going to be Izzy all the way. He... We were talking about stuff before. I was trying to build a parlay. I didn't end up doing anything just because I didn't like any of the mm-hmm. lines, really. But Mitch and Alex both told me that Izzy is an absolute lock. There's yeah. no way he loses and this he fight. And he looked awful. He, in every scorecard, lost four. I think he lost almost every round. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. Am I don't I, know if it's the biggest upset just because I don't have a prolonged knowledge of uh, it. It is the biggest upset that I have seen uh, in my time watching UFC. I'll say that because I'm, I'm confident about that. Yeah, I agree. I'll give you that. Uh, last last two questions before we head into our final break of the show. Uh, this one comes in from Sava, DJ Sava, who is on the air before us. Uh, what's worse, the Electric Chickens winning the Wagon Wheel or the team up north beats OSU? Oh, the Electric Chickens because the no. team up north is beating. Oh, my gosh, Logan. How many times? <laughs> I, I'm only going to see. You're going to see. I'm telling you. No, I as a growing up, I've just been way more associated with the Ohio State thing. I think, and I don't like saying that on Akron Airwaves, but I just think nationally it's a much bigger deal. The Electric Chickens beating Akron because Akron is my A team. They are number one team. When you when you when you won't find me an info. When you become a <laughs> university sure. Logan, when You're you watching be, birds. Logan, when you become a University of Akron student, you have to support the Zips. That's what I happens. support they them. Be your a, they but automatically just, become your A team. You cannot be like Ohio mm. State's my A team. I didn't no, say you that. Go here. I'm not Jeff Longville. <laughs> yeah, he was rude. Yeah, it's like, come on, man. You gotta. This is like the third week in a row that I've slandered Jeff Longville <laughs> on the air for that. But no, you have to. You gotta. They're automatically your A team, and the people that don't root for the Zips when they go here, it that doesn't make hurt. sense to me. Yeah, yeah. It makes my head like, hurt. You can still root for. I still root for Ohio State. Don't get me wrong. But the people that don't like care about Akron athletics when you go here, it blows my mind. I. Biggest pet peeve of all time. I'm in the student section, um, and there's these these girls that are rooting for Morgan State. Uh, you hate it. Next, like, Why are right, you there? Then they, but they were Akron students. They had Akron stuff on, but they were cheering for Morgan State. I'm like, it. come on, guys! Like, what are you guys doing? I would have kicked them out of the student section. Biggest pet peeve on this campus. Mm-hmm. Why do people wear Ohio State gear on the campus? I, of, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I can't stand it. It's really? it's such you, a pet peeve. No, why are you wearing other schools here? That's a pet peeve of mine too. But you know what's really funny? My my freshman year, I think it was like the third day of class. I uh, see this this group of it was like two girls and two guys, and they're all wearing wearing Kent stuff, and they were in one of my classes. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, why would you do that? Um, El Congo of a great. Um, I totally just read your tweet. I totally said Angels on Trey Turner. You're right, and I meant to say Phillies. I totally apologize to Trey Turner for that. I meant to say the Phillies. I just misread my notes. Um, final question comes in from Anthony, and he says, do you think the Browns will be able to succeed against the Bengals' defense, especially with DJ Reader being a huge threat? Anthony, I'm going to defer my answer to the next segment. Whoa. Yep. Nice segue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
You guys doing the same? I mean, yeah, defer. Uh, yeah, we're definitely going to touch we're, we're on gonna it. We're going to touch on yeah. it. So that is going to take us to our last break of the show. And Anthony, make sure you stay tuned, bro, because we're going to answer your question very, very shortly. So stay tuned right here on WZIP Sports Power Talk. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the final segment of today's Sports Power Talk live from the University of Akron right here on WZIP. Once again, I am your host, Logan Congrove, and joining me are two incredible analysts, Mr. Logan Buchanan. Hello, hello. And Dev Lucas. Hey, DJ Dev. Yep, Lucas. every Thursday night, 7 to 11 p.m. Dude, Shameless plug. If you haven't listened, <laughs> if you haven't listened before, dude's a goat. Yes, I don't want to listen. And what else you're going to want to listen to, especially if your name is Anthony from the last segment, is our NFL Week 1 segment, starting out with the Browns and Bengals. And I feel that the key point that we must hit on before we talk about anything else is Joe Burrow's massive contract. Um, I'm hoping that it plays a part in his mind today that he already got his money and it doesn't matter anymore. I honestly think it will because... I. So here's the thing for me. Joe Burrow has been an asset for the Bengals, right? Yep. And and he's definitely elevated them, I will say. But I don't think he's elevated them enough or gotten them far enough along when it comes to playoffs and championships to be given this contract yet. I think this is too soon of a big money contract. I disagree. The Browns gave Deshaun a similar contract. Also, he didn't I even didn't, play for the I, team. I, I, I'm... On the same thing with that, I don't think that was earned either. I, I think if you're well, going to be yeah. giving out this much money, that player either either better be on the same page with you as, oh, I'm still going to play the same. And I hope Joe plays the same because I, I do enjoy him uh, as a player. I hope he doesn't play the same tonight. I hope I, I hope, hope it's in his mind. And I'm not a Bengals fan, okay, <laughs> Dev? Don't, don't throw this on me. I don't need another buzzer. Team up north. Um, but when when you give a player this much money, they kind of start to plateau. Uh, we've seen it a lot where they get comfortable where they're at, where they don't strive for higher. Yeah, I, every player wants to win a ring. But if you're getting paid as much money as Joe Burrow, does a ring really matter to you? I think money might matter to you a little bit more. And if you're already making that money... I don't know. Play. We might not see it today because Joe Burrow historically doesn't play well in Cleveland. Oh no, he doesn't. He does we not. own he Joe Burrow. He doesn't play. Um, he doesn't play well here. But when the Browns go to Cincinnati, he plays a lot better. So he's only, he's only won one game against us. Miles Garrett owns Joe Burrow. And and here's yeah. the thing: the Browns are um, statistically better than the Bengals throughout their history. When the Browns are at home, yeah. we're at home. So I think they always play better. Uh, no, I mean I'm going to cut no, you you're off. No, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, I think the um, everything is stacked up against the Bengals right now. Statistically speaking, going into this game, historically speaking, the Browns should be up. Yeah, I would agree with that. Even when the Browns were terrible, and I yes, mean bad, exactly. like back when they were like 0-16, they, they played the Bengals well at mm-hmm. home, and they always do play them well at home. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I'm worried about is, well, we'll, we'll definitely get into that later on. <laughs> but, yeah. And and uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying – I'm not even saying the Browns are better than the Bengals, right, yeah. statistically. I'm saying that with everything that's happening right now, with the possibility of uh, Joe Burrow not having this mindset, with the new assets we've picked up over uh, this past year, um, us being at home, first game of the season – 
first home game of the season, everything is stacked for the Browns to just show out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow's contract was a $275 million extension. as the largest in contract in NFL history. It, that, that's that? an unfathomable amount of money. How much of that is guaranteed? It was... That's a good question, Dev Lucas. I think almost fully guaranteed is uh, what I saw. Fully? That's, you, might, you might be right. I'm, that's what I'm saying. When you give someone that I'm much, pretty sure it's fully guaranteed. I'm... This is me thinking, and, I, and I'm not. I'm not a uh, a professional athlete. I'm not a college athlete. If I'm given that much money, why do I have to try harder? Why do yeah. I have to put more work in? Right. Yeah. I. Well, well it's going to be interesting to see for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another interesting storyline for this game is Jamar Chase's comments. Oh, <laughs> and this is something that. Uh, e- you got to learn, man. Like, what happened the last time that somebody talked like that about the Browns? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if you guys heard the comments or not, but if not, here they are in writing form. Chase said, full quote, It's like a regular season game to me. It don't feel no different. It's just the hooping and hollering about the Cleveland Browns. But in the actual video, he stopped. He said, Cleveland Browns. There was a hesitance. Mm-hmm. And then he mm-hmm. says, I was about to call them the Elves. When asked if he's tired of hearing about their record against Cincy, Chase said, I don't really hear it. If you ask me, I don't really pay attention to it because Cleveland is Cleveland. The last time those words were uttered, it's in our intro. (sighs) Browns is the Browns. Same old Browns, huh? Same Browns team I play every year. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, (laughs) old man? Yeah, I... uh, this just goes back on what I'm saying. Everything is stacked in the Browns because if uh, Chase has these comments, it makes me think that a lot of the Bengals players also feel the same way. This is just a regular season game. This is just a game against the Cleveland Browns. Oh, easy sweep. Nah. You're coming in, season opener, home opener, against the Browns in uh, in their home no, you should not be going into this like it's just any old game. Yeah. This is, and I, I said this when the schedules got released. The first um, uh, three out of the first four games are going to be uh, season determiners because we're division facing opponents, division opponents. Yeah. Um, and this game is going to set the stage for a decent Browns uh, season. Yep. I sure hope so because when you say. Oh, the home opener for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, well, there's been a lot of years where that hasn't really mattered. Listen, this year's different, okay? <laughs> oh, they boy. They, they don't play well. Don't even get me started on the this year is different. They don't They don't play well in week ones or home openers, and that's why I'm just a little worried. I'm, I'm not. Not against this Bengals team, especially if they have the same uh, – if the majority of them have the same thought process as Chase and if Joe Burrow has that money in mind. I, I think the the like it is stacked on the Bengals that they have every chance to lose this game. Yeah, I mean we'll definitely see what happens for sure. Uh, I just know the Browns they won Week One last year against Carolina, and before that, two thousand and four was their last Week One listen, victory. So listen, that's why I'm a little listen, I'm a little hesitant because they we don't, don't play talk well about in Week One. We gotta talk about that. <laughs> it's scary for sure, man. I hope so, and. Like I said, I'm not even saying that the Bengals are better or the Browns are better than the Bengals because I I do have um, 
in in what we talked about when the schedules got released and we were talking uh, over the summer about um, you know Browns what their what their uh, records going to be. I have the Bengals losing here but winning later down because I do think I still think that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, I think I think there's a split too. Yeah, uh, and I if it, if it's a split, I see Browns winning here. I don't see them winning in Cincy. I'm thinking it might be a reverse split here where you got both teams win on the road. I I can't see that happening. It might be a little bit of an L take, <laughs> but I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I think the Browns win today. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about expectations for the game. Um what are the keys to the Browns winning? Not necessarily yeah. players, because we'll get to that as well. Yeah. What do the Browns have to do in order to win today's game? Good balance of running and passing. Yes. And Chubb has to approach a high. I know we weren't saying players, yeah. but he, ha- I, he has to. Yeah, he has to get mentioned. He, ha- he has to get... He's got to have a good game. I think, he has to. I think the biggest thing that the Browns need to do is pressure Burrow. Because the second they can get into his head or they can get a couple sacks, you know, make him make that split-second decision and get him on his feet, especially if he's coming in with the same mindset as Chase and with that mindset of, oh, I already got my money, he's just going to get floundered. And we've seen how Joe Burrow faces off against the Browns. Not that good. So if we can just pump that intensity up on defense, he is going to be in a difficult situation for a QB. I think he's afraid of Miles Garrett. He's always uh, he's very. Uh, I would be. Yeah, I mean, of course, <laughs> everyone would be. But yeah, it's a big asset the Browns have in Garrett. I'm hoping. He, I'm hoping he has a big day against Burrow. I'm looking, yeah, I'm I looking think for he will. a sack or mm-hmm. two from Miles today. That'd be awesome. Uh, my. My keys, uh, Kevin Stefanski needs to remember that Nick Chubb exists mm. and adjustments, adjustments. And, boy, it pains me to say this one. Kicking. Please, for the absolute millionth, trillionth year in a row, Dustin Hopkins, just make your kicks, man. <laughs> we, I, I, I hope. I'm glad Cade York is not who we're relying on this week. But it is the Cleveland Browns, and I... I really, we're going to need Dustin Hopkins to Dustin make his Hopkins kicks. Dustin Hopkins, too. He has a history of not being the most reliable Don't tell kicker. me that. <laughs> he wasn't great in Washington. I'm going to cry. And I think, yeah, he I wasn't just, great where he was before either. The kicking has got to be there. Special teams has got to be there for the Browns, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Because yeah. the defense is loaded. We're going to see the first full season of Deshaun Watson. So, actually, let's touch on that before we go anywhere else. Deshaun Watson is now the solidified starter. No more suspension. No more stipulations. Dev, I'm going to throw it to you first because you're also the first person I've ever seen since he got here to be wearing a Deshaun Watson Browns jersey. I bought this jersey. I've never seen one. I bought this, like, right when he, right when the Browns traded for him. I've right never away, seen one man. before. I'm wearing my Donovan Peoples-Jones jersey today. I'm wearing a Pizza Hut, or not Pizza Hut, Pizza <laughs> Planet shirt. Well, you're, that's because you're... you're that's because I don't have a jersey. I don't have a football jersey. Because you don't support Why? the Browns. I I don't, man. Hey, you you're, got me. My, my conspiracy continues. You're a Cincinnati Bengals you're fan. You're a hater, dude. I'm not a hater. I just don't spend my money on jerseys. DH spend Gate. your money on jerseys. DH Gate. I'd probably get a Nick Chubbs jersey. I have one. Because until you do, I'm going to be convinced that you're a Bengals fan. Oh, hater. Okay, Hater. Dad. You'll all see. 
Yeah. You will. Because you're a hater. Not a hater. Yes, you are. Not a hater. You're a huge hater. <laughs> you're hating on you're me. just a hater. You're a Warriors you're fan. You're hating on me. What is that supposed yeah, to mean? You're a Warriors fan. You're a fan of the team of North. And now Cincinnati? I'm not a Cincy fan. Y'all <laughs> are slandering my name live on air. Y'all are yeah. hearing this. this you're is a ridiculous. hater. I'm not. This is ridiculous. Hater. I need, oh, man. Gosh, Matt, what a major Matt you just had to go to a Browns game. So uh, what what were you going to ask me, Logan? Sean Watson? Yeah, what, what are your expectations for this season for Watson? And especially specifically today, what are you looking for out of him? I think he looks a lot better than he did last year. I think he's going to look a lot more comfortable. Uh, I think he's going to have a lot more chemistry with the guys. And I think today... 250 yards passing, two two touchdowns. I do see Kevin Stefanski using him to pass quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And my expectations is a Pro Bowl berth, which might not mean anything because <laughs> that Ravens backup last year, he made it to a Pro Bowl, so maybe it doesn't mean much to make it to the Pro Bowl anymore. But <laughs> see, I'm hoping a Pro Bowl appearance. That's funny. It's true. Uh, I, I, I think um, definitely having uh, Deshaun pass and get those yards up is going to be a, a big... Uh, goal for for the Browns, but also just getting the ball to Chubbs mm-hmm. at all times and letting him just push through uh, the uh, the Bengals' defense is going to be. I mean, that's everyone should know. That's a key uh, player and feature for our uh, the Browns' game is getting Chubbs the ball. Yep, letting him do what he does best and yeah. go. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, Deshaun Watson made some comments earlier this week when he was asked if he was going to return to Houston form, and he said. He believes that he is better than his Houston form. That's what you like to hear. Yeah, I'd, I'd sure. rather hear that than hearing him say, "Yes, I would rather." Uh, uh, I'm back to form. It, you never want to, in my opinion, you never want to hear that. You always want to hear, "I'm better than that." Yeah, whether For that's sure. true or not, that's to be seen. Yeah, but at least he has that mindset. Yep. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, let's each pick an offensive and defensive impact maker for each team in today's game. I'll start with you, Dev. Who are your offensive impact makers for the Browns and the Bengals today? All right, my offensive is Deshaun Watson for the Browns. I have to say, I'm wearing the Deshaun Watson jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati. Yeah, um, I'm actually going to go Chubbs and Burrow. I think um, not only will... Burrow be a good impact maker, but he could also be a bad impact maker if we can get into their heads, and he could be the deciding factor whether the Bengals can uh, even compete with the Browns tonight. Yeah, I'm going to go Elijah Moore mm-hmm. as the Browns' offensive impact maker, believe it or not. And for the Bengals, I'm probably going to toss this one to Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously... Watson and Burrow, yeah. I mean, they're going to be offensive impact makers. Yeah. So I wanted to go skill position, and I think that is Jamar Chase for the Bengals, although I think he gets handed. My defensive MVP for the Browns will deal with him, but I'll give it to you guys first. Defensive impact makers for both teams. Miles Garrett and uh, Jermaine Pratt. Took the words right out of my mouth. Um, Jermaine is mine for the Bengals, mm-hmm. but I'm going Denzel Ward. Because he's going to have to step up against Jamar Chase mm-hmm. and even T. Higgins. I think that the Browns secondary will have to have a day today. Otherwise, they're going to get. We're going to lose. It's entirely in the hands of former Nordonia Knight Denzel Ward. 
We shall see for sure. We um, shall see. It'll be interesting. And before we get into our NFL pickums, we have finally completed our fantasy mm-hmm. draft here for WZIP Sports. I'm going to break down the league really quick. Uh, participants this year are Abby Coley, Mitch Bates, Jake Murren is back as an alumni. Matt Permuka, Logan Buchanan, Dan Groen also back as an alumni. Takai Wells, who you haven't heard from yet, but you'll hear from very soon when he completes his WZIP training. Pat Weber, Jonathan Harsh, Casey Rush, Alex Henry, and myself. Matchups this week is myself versus Dan Groen. Uh, Pat Weber is playing Jake Murren, and for Logan Congrover, great. Jake Murren's team name is JMAG Forever. Um, if you want to shoot him a tweet or something like that, I'm sure he'd love to hear it. Uh, Takai Wells is playing Abby Coley. Uh, Mitch Bates is playing Jonathan Hartz. Logan, you are facing Casey Rush. Mm-hmm. Alex is facing Matt Permuka. Dev is not in our league because Dev is lame. I just don't like fantasy. Give him the buzzer, Logan. Give him yeah, the buzzer. Go ahead. Here you go. Yeah, this is your chance. Mm. No, I'm just not a big fantasy guy. I never have yeah. been. It's reasonable. I, I like fan- I like fantasy basketball more than football. That's um, too hard. It, it is. It's cool. way too hard. I, I've just been more uh, acclimated to that type of uh, fantasy league. Um, although, you know, this is the year. I'm already ahead of Casey. I'm so. going to ask Dev because he's not in the league and will have an unbiased opinion. Who do you foresee winning the WZIP Fantasy League? I don't know the teams, but I'm just going to... Just pick based off how you know people in, mm-hmm. in WZIP. Uh, I'm going to say you, Logan. Wow. I'm so honored because I wouldn't even have picked myself. He does have Deshaun Watson as his QB. I'll so. see. <laughs> Number That's four. Hilarious that you. As well, long as MVP. Alex or Matt don't win, who are considered the fantasy football experts, then I am cool. Well, you're going to be cool because I'm winning. Okay, well, <laughs> you. I are. got Lamar Jackson as my QB, and I have Kadarius Tony on my He's bench. He's the NFL MVP this year, so have, I'll give you that. Lamar, Lamar Jackson is my NFL MVP this year. I have uh, Kadarius. Tony on my bench. Right? No, I don't want to talk about that guy. You need to drop him. <laughs> Kadarius Tony is the worst wide receiver I've ever seen. And you know what? Before we get into our pickums, that's a good point. Let's touch on the game that already occurred, which is the Chiefs and the Lions, where the Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers just forgot how to catch the football. <laughs> yeah, and okay. I can't talk about on air why I'm irritated for, about that, but I'm so irritated about it. all the people it. out there calling out Mahomes and saying, oh, Mahomes nope, is overhyped. him. He was throwing bullets. Yeah. No curveballs, no changeup, straight gas. At his receivers, and they just butterfingered every single time. <laughs> Clowns, all of them. I, I, Sky Moore got zero point eight fantasy points. Canarius Tony is. I mean, he should be. He should lose access to their facility, man. That was I, he. Was the pick six was his fault, and the reason, and he dropped the game winning catch. Yep. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see much of it because obviously I'm on the air from seven to eleven on Thursday nights, and I'm talking about it. And I'm like, man, Mahomes already has thrown an interception and all this. And, and then I look at the highlights later. I'm like, man, it wasn't, also, have said wasn't that. his fault. Shouldn't have said also, that. Also, <laughs> credit to the Lions. Dan Campbell's that guy. And you know what? Also, uh, credit to Mahomes even further because after the game, uh, someone had asked him about Tony's performance and. Mahomes was straight professional and said, "No, I mean he's still like we're still going to look to him as that guy. I mean he's performed good over the over. He, yeah. he as professionally as he could because you could tell he was getting upset Level that no seven. one could, could catch his <laughs> could catch uh, his passes. But he handled it like a true professional, and you love to see that in a QB. Yep." Yeah, uh, not a Patrick Mahomes fan, but that game was not his fault. All right, guys, we got about four minutes left in the show, so let's jump into our pickums very quickly. Starting off with the Texans and the Ravens at one o'clock. 
Uh, I'm going to go Ravens. Yep, Ravens. Ravens as well for me. I think OBJ is an impact maker as well as Zay Flowers. Uh, Buccaneers and Vikings at 1 o'clock. Oh. Vikings. I'm, I'm waiting, Logan. I'm going to go Bucks. Mm. Do you know who their quarterback is? Yeah, I just... I don't know too much about the Vikings team right now, so... Well, I'll tell you this. They are way better than Baker Mayfield. Okay. You know, I'll, I'll go Vikings then. Uh, Baker Mayfield's going to throw four interceptions today. Good, because he's a clown. My, mark my words. Next up is Titans and Saints at 1 p.m. It's going to be close, but I'm going to say Titans. I'm going to go Titans. Season one and out. Yeah, on Titans as well. Although I think Derek Carr is finally in a position where he can play well. Yep. Uh, Panthers and Falcons. I'm going Falcons. Yeah, give me the Falcons. I was going to go Panthers. I mean, it's not a bad pick, but mm-hmm. uh, Jaguars, Colts, Jags, Jags, Jags. But Anthony Richardson plays well. Forty Niners, Steelers, Forty Niners. Yeah, it's gonna yep. be a rough day in Pittsburgh. Forty Niners, <laughs> uh, Cardinals, <laughs> Commanders. Two very mid teams. I'm going Commanders. It's the start of the 0 16 Cardinals. The Commanders <laughs> win. Commanders, Raiders, Broncos. Give me the Broncos. No Broncos. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Dolphins, Chargers. Give me the Dolphins with the healthy Tua. I'll go Dolphins, too. Dolphins as well. Eagles, Patriots. Eagles. Eagles. 100% agree, Eagles. Uh, Packers, Bears. This is kind of crazy. This game is week one. And so it's the same kind of similar mm-hmm. to the Browns-Bengals situation. Uh, I'm going to give it to the Bears. Jordan Love will be the future of the Packers. Go, Pack, oh, go. No. No, no, Let's go, That's Packers. That's disgusting. Wow. Uh, I'm a pa- Packers are my B team, man. Justin Let's go. Fields is my guy. Oh, I got to go, Bears. Jordan Love is finally going to have an opportunity to go prove Bears. why he is better than uh, Bears. He's going uh, to have a reason to prove why he's better than Aaron Rodgers. Okay. No. Packers Absolutely are 1-0. It's the start of a 12-win all season. Right, all right. Mute, 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 mute. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Rams and Seahawks as we get close to getting off the air. Uh, Seahawks. Give me the Hawks. Uh, I'm going to go. I'll also go Hawks in that one. Cowboys and Giants is our final game for today. Uh, Giants because I don't want the Cowboys to win. Giants only because they're at home. Giants as well. And then Monday night we have Bills and Jets. This could be a good game. I'm going upset. I'm going Jets. Oh, I'm going Bills. I'm going Bills because I think there's going to be a little bit of growing pains with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I could see it. That is going to do it for today's show, guys. Uh, we talked a lot of football, some NCAA, some NFL. Or before we head out, we Browns, Browns. Browns, Bengals. Yeah. Uh, Browns lose, Bengals win. Oh, Browns winning. 28-23. Browns, Browns, Browns win. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show. Talked a lot of football, some MLB. If you missed it, everything will be up on SPG Rewind tomorrow on all streaming platforms. Any final thoughts before we close our show? Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it. You guys are going to see why I'm right. Cincinnati wins today. Uh, it's no, going to be a rough you guys are gonna week see. one. But Browns win next week. You guys are going to see that I'm right and Michigan's winning the Natty. Hell, okay, that's well, going to definitely we, end the show. We, we don't Cut know Logan Buchanan's mic. Um, and no final thoughts for me, really. A shout-out, Gianna. I know you're listening today. Um, go Browns. Uh, I don't have a quote for today because I'm too excited about the Cleveland Browns. Uh, stick with us because coming up next is Entertainment Rebooted. You will not want to miss that. And then we'll be back same time, same place right here on WCIP next week. Once again, joining me was... Dev Lucas. Logan Buchanan. And I'm Logan Congrove. Same time, same place, live from the University of Akron. 97.5 and 